Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things you've seen, heard, or read, or did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And this is Jami, and Jami only. And <laughs> Jami only. Yeah. Um, no, no girls allowed. Get out of here. Have no Apparently chicks. Get out of here. not. Um, I would like to read this Twitter post by uh, Terry Metalis. Terry Metalis is the showrunner of Star Trek Picard. Um, he was reacting to this this uh, this fan or group of people who who kind of like talked about one of the stars. That's besides the point. The point is, he goes down here. He goes he goes here. Um, uh, in context, he's saying here. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's going on here? I have no. Here's, well, five minutes into this, I have no idea what's going on. The link is in the show notes. Keep, so it, you can, keep in mind, I haven't seen the first the the, the season three. Yet. It's nothing to do with that. So, and but the point is, is that in his post, he goes here reminds me of a magical time long gone before social media and algorithms, where fandoms had to actually physically gather to discuss Trek. It was hard. Imagine not being able to instantly access to uh, not being able to instantly access thousands of like-minded souls online. It meant taking a train from, in my case, your podunk town to the nearest city for a convention. But once you you were there, well, this were your people. It was different then. Fans were so thrilled to have found each other. We celebrated our geeky passions. Instead, shit-picking the nature of Starship ref- retrofits, we'd use our ima- imaginations to fill in those gaps. So basically, what he's saying is that uh, get off my lawn. No, what he's saying is that there's a lot of like fans out there who are just a bunch of assholes, and yeah. he's just kind of glad that there are some that are still not, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason why I bring that up is because more importantly, I guess uh, A.O. Scott, film critic, has said goodbye to film criticism. He's done. He quit. He calls it quit on film criticism. He's going to go back to books. Have you heard? Did you hear about that? No. Scott, I, yeah. I haven't followed Errol Scott in a, in a while, but yeah. Well, neither have I. But I mean, he famously was one of the uh, rotating co-hosts after after Cisco yes. died, you know. Yes. And 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 you know, he is a respected film critic. You know, you may not always agree with what he what he's criticized him. Some mm-hmm. people call him a little bit, you know, too white. <laughs> well, there's he's white, obviously. But yeah. I mean, he's he's like the stereotypical film critic who mm-hmm. who only likes the indies or the intellectual. Oh, prestige. Stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. prestige. No blockbusters here. Get out of here. You know? no CGI in my movies. That's not real fi- cinema. You, you know, one of the first things I did when I found out he quit, I wanted I wanted to see what he said about everything overall was. He actually liked the movie. So so there's that, right? Mm-hmm. It's not in his top ten, I don't think. But well, sure. whatever. But anyways. Um, a lot of this past months or this past year, a lot of people I will see it on Twitter or once or or kind of off the cuff comments like, whenever they talk about like uh, a snobby film critic, mm-hmm. a lot of people point out A.O. Scott for some reason. Well, right? You know why? Why? His name's A.O. Scott. I mean, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of waspy id full himself? A.O. 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 Seriously, what's your name? What's your real name? Just Alan, right? It's just Alan, right? A-O. Seriously, hey, just be a normal human being. You know what I mean? Just, just, just use your normal name. Al. I don't know if it's Alan, by the way. I just, I'm just saying. You know what I mean? It's very, very pretentious. And also, just going back to the original quote, I hear what he's saying. I understand it and stuff like that. But the thing is, yes, because of social media, internet, all that stuff, there's more a holes online. They have more access to their the voice gets you know gets you know gets out there. But also, the good stuff is out there, and you can kind of. You filter it. Wait, hold on. That, that, yeah. Remember, the first quote I meant was, was said was from Terry Metalis, right? Now, yeah. he, now here's the quote from A.O. Scott. 
A.S. Cobb oh, okay. actually, actually did his own exit interview from the New York Times, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pull out a couple sentences here specifically for this topic. Wait, you uh, say his own exit you, you mean he interviewed himself? I believe so. Am Jesus I wrong about Christ. that? What a pretentious a-hole. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know this is the kind of guy that has his sweater over his shoulder. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys. You know what I mean? He ties a sweater, uh, a sweater over his shoulder is all I'm saying. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a right here. Uh, A.O. Scott conducts his own exit interview as he moves to a new post. Oh, jerks just jerks himself <laughs> off every day and happens. Man. Good lord. Anyways, so this this, this you know guy, he, you know it's, yeah. it's seven o'clock right on New York. He's having a brandy. You know what I mean by the fire. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, so this is there's this paragraph that that I'm gonna read and it it relates to what Terry Metalis said that I quoted. He goes here. Um, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm skipping a bunch of stuff, but it goes here. But I'm not a fan of modern fandom. This mm-hmm. isn't only because I've been swarmed on Twitter by angry devotees of Marvel and DC, and more recently, Top Gun Maverick and everything everywhere all at once. It's more that the behavior of this social media horse represents an anti-democratic, anti-intellectual mindset that is harmful to the cause of art and antithetical to the spirit of movies. Fan mm-hmm. culture is rooted in conformity, obedience, group identity, and mob behavior, and its rise mirrors and models the spread of intolerant authoritarianism, aggressive tendencies in our politics. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Life. Oh, my God. It's just a bunch of dudes dressing up in, like, Spock ears, man. Relax, man. Well, that, but, that, but that's what he's saying. Oh, Fandom. I know. Just relax. Saying, relax, my guy, Scott. You know what I mean? No, but, but I mean, he's not completely wrong. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's the, the fandom is can, pretty toxic a lot of the times, you know? And, yeah, but I guess... I, my whole thing is yes, it's toxic and stuff like that. But there are, I think, if he looks for it, if he really dig deep in the comments, there are genuine and sincere reasons why people love the MCU and has an effect on their lives. And there's a genuine reason why Top. I think there's a legitimate artistic argument for Top Gun Maverick to be nominated as best picture, one of the best pictures of last year, and some of that. I think it's there. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think. I, I don't, but hold on. Let me say, say, say okay. this. So I think. It's still a Rorschach test. What, how, what you search for in, in this, in this, in this wide chasm of uh, social media and internet, what you t- choose to highlight, what you choose to focus, focus on, still says more about you than about the fandom itself. You know what I'm saying? That's all, that's all I'm saying. But, but I don't think he's, he's concerned whether Top Gun Maverick deserves it or not or whatever. He's more concerned with the fact like he's telling people, you may think that, and I don't care if you think that, just don't tell me. Don't harass me about it. Is that, that's what he's saying. But, um, I'm, well, I'm just saying, as a counterpoint, as a counterpoint, he's a public figure, though, right? He He's a movie critic. I mean, he was. Like, he was a movie critic, uh, what do you call it, for the New York Times. You know what I mean? And as a public figure, as someone who reviews, he should have a dialogue back and forth between uh, with the public. You know what I mean? Whether he, th- I mean, whether he thinks the public's having a genuine or sincere or like, you know what I mean? That's up to him to decide and stuff like that. But he can't just be, he can't just be in a corner by himself. You know what I mean? Just typing away. I think he, there's no feedback to his work. I mean, Ebert, when he was alive, he had a and a you know what I mean? Uh, he had a and a section in, in the newspaper and stuff like that. You know, he answered uh, what called questions from the public. He, he was an active participant in Twitter and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think, again, I understand what he's saying. Of course, I, I agree with, with the toxic part of it and stuff like that. But he's, he, can't just pr- he can't just brush the public's comments aside in this wide thing. Like say, oh, everybody's shitty. I don't, I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? He's a public figure. You know what I mean? He works for the New York Times. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's, a very, that's the most prestigious newspaper in the country. You know? So yeah. 
So suck it up is what I'm saying. <laughs> suck it up. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to suck it up anymore. He quit. Exactly. Well, then you quit. Who cares? <laughs> F him. I, I feel like he's just been bullied out of his position at this rate. He's a big boy. He's, he's a big boy. You know what I mean? He was in his like late forties when he was when he gets on on the screen and stuff. He's probably in his what sixties and seventies. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he, if he can't, if he can't, if he doesn't want to be opposed, I totally, I totally understand that. You know what I mean? If I was in his position, I wouldn't take all that shit either. But I would also, on some level, understand. Yeah. Again, I work for the New York Times. There's going to be feedback. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm sorry. This it just this just the way it is. But but you, you know can't I mean? just excuse. The commenters, the fandom of being toxic, though. That's, 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 what, that's what I'm saying. Hey, that's but what that's it sounds like. Hey, they're toxic. Just put up in it. No, no, I'm saying. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm, well, then reword it. Those. Reword what I'm, you're saying. Reword what no, you're I'm saying. saying. No, I'm saying don't highlight those those toxic things. But he's saying he, like, he doesn't want to engage at all. He doesn't take his ball and go home. I'm saying there's genuine people out there with genuine comments about film and stuff that he wants, and he wants he, he should engage with. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's he, what I'm saying. I'm sure he engages with those people. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He did he takes, know? Did he know? Did he, did he quit? I well, I didn't read the rest of the interview. <laughs> this, is the, this is the part that I focused on. Okay, I'm but sorry. That's what, I, like, I, you, I, but you know what I'm saying, right? Well, hold on. Like I said, he can engage. He can have active. You know, he, he. I'm saying, if he wanted to, if he really put an effort out there, he could have an honest and earnest discussion about film and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And and part of film is genre films. He has to acknowledge that. Of I'm sure he acknowledges it. I told you he liked everywhere over the world. And he also liked Top Gun Maverick. You know, yeah, what I understand. Again, you know, but he's he's paying a wide brush like, hey, this is all toxic. I don't want to do with all these genre stuff. Genre stuff. I'll, I'll that's not it. it. That's not no, no. it. No, he, he doesn't want to deal with the toxic fandom. He, yeah, he likes genre I, stuff as well. He just doesn't want to deal I, with the toxic no. fandom. But that's but you're not listening to what I'm saying. I, you're he seems to say everybody that, that that's kind of like advocating for Top, top Gun Maverick or everything everyone is toxic. Uh, no, he, he's he, that was just a that was just a broad example of, yeah, of, the, of the toxic people who were attacking. Like, him. Don't, don't, be, don't be so broad. Take out all the stuff that he gets about everything everyone is, is shitty and stuff. I'm sure there's earnest and good discussions about but it. He, he just said, like those. He just said uh, to quote him, "I've been swarmed on Twitter by angry devotees." He's not saying all devotees. He's talking about the angry ones. I mean, do you want to have a, have a conversation with, with angry fans? I don't. So, but yeah, this is what I'm saying. He can pick out the ones that are not angry. He can pick out I'm the sure ones he that deals with those. I'm sure he, can, he, I'm sure he converses with those people as well. But oh, he I'm sure, yeah. But, but, uh, which, but, this is why he quit. But being in his books. position, he also, he also has to like deal with the angry ones. You know, and, and he just doesn't want to do it anymore. Come on, think about mental health. It, Why does it, he have to deal with the angry ones? He just—he has interns. He can have it filtered out and stuff like that. I don't know. Like this is part of the reason why I don't really look at Twitter that much anymore, or or most of the comment stuff, because it's just like it's just bad for mental health to deal with all that negativity. On, but do you? But do you agree on this point though? Do you agree being again? This is his previous position. Do you be, do you agree being like the lead film critic of New York Times is a public position? Public position. Do you believe uh, it's it's a position where you're going to have feedbacks? From the, from the public, you oh, know sure. I mean? Do you agree on all those? Yeah, see, I, I'm think, again. I don't think he's like a super rich guy. I don't think I don't think, but I'm sure he has like resources where he can have an intern goes like, "Hey, can you go through my emails and like pick out some really good things, earnest discussion about the film, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll answer those." But it, it, he, it does. I, it does. I think he has the means to do that. But I think I mean, if he can't do it, I'm not saying. Listen, at the end of the day, everybody's mental health is their own thing. And if he can't do it, I understand, I respect that he can. He should step away. Well, I'm the, just the, saying it's not. 
he it shouldn't be like all like he's like so oh I'm the, this victim and oh like you know what I mean? He's like, not saying that though. He's, relax. He's not. He's that. That isn't the whole reason why he's quitting. He's going back to his first love, which is books. Yeah, that's fine. He's going back to his that's first fine. love, which is books. If if film criticism isn't even his first love, and he yeah. has to deal with that shit, then he may as well just move on to his first love, which yeah. is books, which also has his share of toxic toxic families oh, no, as well. Books, the books are great. So there the we go. Books. See, so yeah. he's just picking and choosing. I'm just saying this is just a paragraph from a whole exit interview that he did to himself. <laughs> Again, I can't. I can't imagine why people are more people are people. He's not beloved by by the people interviewing himself. I'm just saying he does have a point. There are way too I'm many sure. toxic fan bases out there, especially I'm, nowadays. I'm, no, I'm saying he has a point. I'm saying he has a point too. But I'm saying you know he has a very he has a point thought out point. Is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, like I said, just a couple of paragraphs over a whole exit interview that he did to himself. People are so mean. People are, so so mean, Jamie. People are so mean, Jamie. People are so mean. I'd be paying so much so money much to review films. Oh. Well, I'm going to move get a, on. Get a, get a real job. Oh, oh, on the topic at hand, I'm going to go to the Screen Rant article. 10 fandoms with the most toxic fans, according to Reddit. So this got interesting. This is published on November 12, 2022. So it's not too old. Um, but they had Reddit, of all things, which is filled with toxicity, to, to, to pull out the 10 fandoms with the most toxic fans. Let's see what they said here. All right. The, the first one I have no c- uh, comment on because I don't watch the show. Uh, My Hero Academia. The anime. Right? Uh, I didn't even know they had toxic fandoms in My Hero Academia. Academia. Yeah, that's time. Even with my nephew, that is not in, in my circle of like understanding. I'm not, you know, so I, don't, I have no idea. Uh, next on the list here, The Boys. Weird. Um one of the quotes here from one of the Redditors said, I just don't understand how toxic fans of the boys don't realize that the show is specifically making fun of them. And this is true. Oh. I, I have seen this. There's a lot of people who are like, Homelander is my hero, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sure you're getting the right message from the show. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until about season two where that thing, it really turned. People real, finally realized that oh, Homeland is not, not the hero and stuff like that. It happened like in real time and stuff like that. As far as like people reacting on Twitter and at least from the what do you call it? the people that make the board and they that are on social media they realize the the dumbass finally realize oh they're making they make they're making getting made fun of and stuff like that and and credit to the people that make the boys they're the ones that they're one of the people that that strongly you know tells the toxic a-holes to, to f off don't watch the show if, if they don't like it Absolutely. you know what I mean um yeah. Marvel Marvel is the next one on the list here and one of the quotes here from a redditor says here I am amazed at toxic fans who accuse Marvel of being woke and forcing diversity and inclusivity, inclusivity, yet ironically, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee spent their lives making a universe where anyone regardless of their skin color or background can be a hero. It's true. Um, Rick and Morty. uh, No surprise here. seeing this. Uh, Rick and Morty fans are notoriously bad to the point that I'm embarrassed to say that I watch it because the fandom is so annoying. I had I've, I have had that feeling myself, yeah. but I still love the show, so go figure. Uh, Teen Mom, I don't know anything about Teen Mom, so but it's on the list somehow. Uh, yeah, let's see. Glee, Glee. Why is Glee on the list? Wow. Oh, I don't okay. know. Was, when was Glee? Like early two thousand tens, I think. When was I? Don't know, I can't. Even, I don't even know where Glee is. 
Um, no, well, Glee is on TV. Isn't on TV anymore, but it says right here. Yeah. Uh, That's what I'm saying. It's, it's been a long time. It hasn't been on my radar. The only thing I know, the last thing thing I know about Glee is uh, the chick, the lead chick is a real a hole. Nobody likes her. Okay. You know what I mean, but I, I think I think it's more of a case where the redditors were just you know they're pulling back from like even years ago what they considered toxic fans. And sure. I guess it's still not enough that they had to mention it. It goes right here. Um, fans were obsessed with shipping Darren Chris and Chris Colfer together to the point where they couldn't interact publicly anymore. Darren's wife also got a lot of shit from fans. Not sure about Chris's husband, but he probably got some too. So I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah. Uh, this one kind of surprised me. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm surprised. Stranger Things. Stranger Things have toxic fan base? Um, it says right here, something happened to Stranger Things fans in the three years between season three and season four, and I have no idea what it is. Oh, I do know a little bit in the sense I think they've been trying, they've been kind of bullying Noah Shep to come, come out of the closet or kind of like for him to kind of declare what his orientation is, which is not, there's nobody's business. But I think that might be what they're referring to. I think they're saying here that, um, that during, during COVID, um, like, the, st- the stage of fandom can prompt a creative boon. It also tends to start fragmentation as fans rally behind characters or relationships more than the show itself. Basically, they get way over-invested with the characters, I guess, to the point where if it, once again, this is classic, classic fandom, if it didn't go their way, they cry it. Oh, I also do, oh, I just I remember something else. I do, in that context, I do remember them kind of uh, being just racist against the uh, the black kid and stuff like that. Really? It, the, yeah. Wow. They don't like his relationship with the, the white girl and oh, also geez. just him, him as a character in general. So I think, if I remember correctly, the actor has mentioned that he's he's received some nasty stuff. Yeah. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, this one surprised me as well. Halloween. Halloween has enough of a fan base to be toxic, I guess. Um, a Redditor here says that this is a very divided fan base be, uh, because there is four different timelines. I mean, that's true. And with that, you will get a lot of toxicity. People legit get offended over an opinion and throw insults at each other. How are you people fighting over which timeline is better that for Halloween? That, that's, a, that's a toxicity that I don't really mind because it's not about race, sexual orientation, or representation, inclusivity, and stuff. That's just about the, 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 the quality or preference of, of work, I guess. You know what I mean? Mm. That's, that, that I don't really care about. Uh, this one, another Kripke show. <laughs> Poor Kripke. Uh, Supernatural. Which I'm surprised. I thought Supernatural fan, fan base is like all hunky-dory. But it says right here, um, a deleted comment. Well, a deleted comment because they didn't want to get any pullback, pushback. Uh, the Supernatural fan bo- fandom has has run three of the main guest stars off social media. Wow, really? It's sad. This keyboard warriors ruined for the le- ruined for the legit fans who have followed the show all along. I didn't know this was a thing. I have no idea. I, I, I'm not a fan of the show. And, uh, I, I didn't watch the show. And speaking of attacking cast members and whatnot, Star Wars. Star Wars yeah, is on this list. Uh, he goes, the redditor here goes, I'm all for a critical side to my fandoms, but I would love to be able to hang out in an online Star Wars space not dominated by shitting on the new movies. I enjoyed them and struggled to find anyone to geek out with despite it being one of the most popular franchises of all time. Yeah, this is the probably the toxic fan base that I hate the most and stuff like that. The, the shitty uh, Star Wars fans and stuff like that. Because I'll never forgive them for chasing Rosemary Tran off yeah. social media. Because yeah. for the little bit she was on social media before Star Wars, she was at the light. She, she made some very delightful Instagram posts. He, to a lesser degree, the the other chick too. What's her name? Uh, Ray? Oh, she came back at least. Uh, uh, she came back, but she's not as active as she used to be. Name her... is... I know. Damn it. <laughs> you know, the one chick. The, the, one, chick. the main character of the show. You know. <laughs> Ray. You know. 
Daisy Ridley. Right. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Daisy. There you go. <laughs> she's really good on social media and stuff like that. She doesn't post as much as she used to before she got S'd on and stuff like that. Well, like, she used to be really good. She used to have these little comedy bits and stuff like that. And also, uh, what do you call it? With Josh Gad, because Josh Gad kept wanting like Star Wars secrets. That was very funny. But uh, again, going back to Rosemary Trash, she was a wonderful on social media and stuff like that. But they bullied her off. I'll never forget that. Forgive that fandom for, for doing that. Right. Yeah. Um, but there we go. I got two other lists in the thing, but I'm not going to cover them. One of them is list of the 10 most toxic families in the world as of 2022. It's on tuco.co.ke. Is that Kenya? No, it's a, it's a list from Kenya. Okay. And there's also a worst fandoms tier list community rankings on tiermaker.com. Did they think, were they too scared to include the Snyderverse people? Are they too chicken? Oh my God, you're right. Why isn't yeah. that on the list? They, they coward. The that's why. Oh, that's how toxic they were. That's how toxic they were. They wouldn't even the put them on the list. Scary. They'll, they'll cut you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Snyderverse fans. They should be yeah. on the list. All right. All right. Which, by the way, I love, by the way. I love the Snyderverse. Like, just for the record. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I love films. Well, there we go. There's our little conversation about oh, the best DC films. Fandom. Oh, the best. That's a joy. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Albert 5 by 5 You'll find me on Twitter as well. J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. Music has been provided by Gloomy June. Uh, check out their new single, Pisces, which is currently out on your favorite music streaming services, or heck, buy it. <laughs> For God's sake, support the band. Uh, contact info, ways to support us, and everything else is on the show notes found on whowhatworstwhite.com. Uh, before we go, let's give our five listeners some recommendations for this week. Jamie. Honestly, I have like a bunch of recommendations. Since the chicks aren't here, I'll just go. The chicks listen. aren't here. <laughs> I'll just uh, wrap it I'll make sure to like clip them off and send it to Anna and Ruthie. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll, go, I'll go through them real quick. Uh, starting this weekend and ending, I think, Tuesday or Wednesday, Fathom Events, Google Fathom Events, they're going through all Miyazaki's films. Oh, okay. They do this every year, but this year they're going through just his filmography because I think his last film comes out late summer this year. So Miyazaki, Fathom Events, just Google it. All his films, everything in his filmography is coming out. I think it's like once one one of his films per month, you know, for the rest of the year or something like that. Anyway, so that's number one. Number two, I started watching Night Agent yesterday, which is like the big thing from Netflix this last weekend. And I didn't think I'd get into it as much as I did, but it sucked me in, man. I, I binge watched like eight episodes, eight out of ten yesterday. Is Night you know Agent I mean? related to the hmm? Night Manager? It's related to the Night Manager or the Recruit. Blah, blah. It's it's wait, you know wait, wait, it's hold a, on hold it's on. A, it's a, it, there's there's a there's a film verse for this thing. No, I'm kidding. I was just joking. Oh, okay. No, it's this whole separate the, thing. The, the night not, manager was an AMC. Yes. So this, this is is, or this, is this or is this not related to that to night manager? It's not. It's oh, uh, okay. night, it's, it's it's based on a series of books and and it's contemporary. It takes place in like 2023 or something like that. You know what I mean? Gotcha. It's contemporary DC political assassination kind of thriller or something like that. All right. And go ahead. And it's, it's good. It's good. The thing is, it's not great. It shouldn't. I shouldn't. It shouldn't. I shouldn't have binge watched it. But it's one of those things where they do the the damn brown thing, where they end every episode like on a cliffhanger or a reveal. You mm, know what I mean? Okay. So you have so you have to watch the next one. You know what I mean? And I the way I describe it is everything about this TV show is like a B. You know what I mean? Writing is a B. Production value is a B. Acting a B. So it's just a good. It's just a good show. Okay. okay. All right. Well, and uh, my last recommendation is. Uh, Yellow Jackets came out. The first episode of the second season came out. Mm -hmm. And because of that, a few weeks ago, I started watching Yellow Jackets season one. You know what I mean? And I've been watching one episode every three or four days, whatever. And, stuff like and you know what? My recommendation is not Yellow Jackets. Because it's kind of... <laughs> it's kind of... Did you watch it? 
I watched the first episode also of the first season. No, but I, I watched the whole season, but it took me a long time. It took me weeks. It's like it's it's I, I it's good, but I don't get the hype. I don't I don't understand it that that much. You know what I mean? Uh, it it doesn't really get going until episode seven of the okay. first season. That's a long time to get. So I, I, I don't want eight episodes. <laughs> anyway, long story short, I'm not recommending Yellow Jackets. Oh, but you're it's not. Fine. It's, okay, it's okay. fine. But as I was watching it, it reminded me one of my favorite movies of last year. That's kind of very similar in the sense that everything in our life is context. It's, it's about social constructs and stuff like that. And that movie is Triangle, Triangle Sadness. Yeah, Triangle yeah. Sadness is on HBO Max. Okay, so watch that. Listen, this movie at its best, it's one of the best movies you'll see. At its worst, it shouldn't be two hours and 45 minutes. It's too long and stuff like that. But Triangle Sadness deals with a lot of the same topics in a different way and a little bit more fulfilling to me than Yellow Jackets and stuff like that. So Triangle Sadness... Uh, uh, HBO Max. That's my movie recommendation. Okay. So you got the Miyazaki films, Night Agent, and Triangle of Sunness. Not Yellow Jacket? No, no. I mean, it's fine. I mean, like I said, the thing is, I, I can, if you ask me to recommend a TV show for you to watch, I can list dozens before I get to Yellow Jackets. It's fine. So should I or should I put it on the list of the show notes? Oh, I, thought, oh, I thought you meant you were asking personally, should you watch Yellow Jackets? Well, that too. But go on. I just I put it on, I guess. I guess, but <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where, hey, if you don't watch it, you're not part of the the conversation. You know what I mean? That's the other part of it. You know what I mean? Yes. You're par- not part of the whole water cooler. So you know what I mean? That sort of thing. Okay. Um, I did see a tagline that says Yellow Jacket season two. Find out why this is one of the most watched shows, or something, something, something like that. Right? There is a tagline online somewhere. Anyways, my recommendation. Is um, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Mother's Basement? Sounds familiar. Describe a little bit more. He he does reviews of anime. It talks about anime. Oh, okay. No. Uh, he released. He recently released a, a video called "Let Goku Die." Right? Oh. Okay. So, and and for the a good chunk of the video, it is about the history of Goku and Dragon Ball, blah blah. <laughs> but the title does say "Let Goku Die," and <laughs> I would not. I do not want to spoil it, but. It goes a certain direction that I was not expecting and makes the video so much better. Uh, so go check it out. Link's on the show notes. I'm not going to spoil what it is. But even though the tagline spoils what it is. But yeah. um, but Mother Basement's uh, Let Goku Die uh, video blog on... He's on making an YouTube. argument that they should kill off Goku? Yes, that is yeah. that is argument. Even though he's, right. his argument also say... he all, Even though he does say... He dies multiple times in the show. Yeah, he dies all the time. Yeah, so you know I mean? and he's I, saying I've watched Dragon Ball. Yeah, so he's saying uh, let Goku die, like actually die, and and there's a there's a reason why he's saying that. And but I, I listeners, I recommend you go watch the video. I but he does he also, uh, I don't know if I watch the video. Maybe I will. But does he? He does acknowledge the fact that uh, Goku is basically like like Spider Man and like you know Mickey Mouse. You know, what I mean? he's never gonna die. He's a, he's an IP that's gonna go on forever. You know I, mean? I, I say, listeners, uh, watch the video. And also, Jamming, I'll be willing to talk to you after the recording about this. All right. All right. Okay. So, there we go. Those are recommendations. And uh, don't be a toxic fandom. All right. This was episode. I, think, I say yeah. go harass A.O. Scott. What do, I think, what do you think of that? <laughs> Get on his ass. <laughs> I guess people. No, no, I'm not going to say it. People, people, people can tweet A.O. <laughs> Scott and go, hey, what do you think about that movie? Hey, no, what do you think about that movie? <laughs> Actually, just find him. He's probably somewhere that happens. You know, Martha Vineyard. Go fucking harass him in person. All right. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 
This was episode 651 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this podcast has been a Who What Worst Why production.